This podcast is brought to you by our friends at the Nexus Recruitment Group, official Bristol City Football Club short sponsors. There is a company or brand within the group that can assist all recruitment needs across any industry to suit any budget. Head over to nexus-resources.k.uk for more information. Welcome to Three Peeps in a Podcast, the bonus show. A first half where we were dominated by a poor Birmingham City team. Not my words, the words of a Birmingham fan I was sat with. Possibly everyone, bar manager Nigel Pearson, was very confused at 2pm when we saw Sam Bell playing right back in a back four. Sam Bell, a striker by trade, was visibly shaken a number of times throughout the first half and City were simply overrun. Lee's three words were Pearson's experiments backfire. Matt is with me. Matt, do you share the sentiment there? Uh, no, not in entirety. And the reason being the domination, we had 65% possession at halftime. Um, but I, I agree with what you're saying in terms of um, scoreline-wise and chances and play where it mattered. We were dominated. But yeah, when, when I'm seeing it at 65% possession, I'm thinking, have I watched a different game here? Um, but yeah, the, the Sam Bell one, I just don't get. When you could you add the players to players of three, you've got two defenders on the bench and, and it's the old adage of if you're fit enough to make the bench, you should be fit enough to play. Why would you play a striker at right back and just hang him out to dry? Just, yeah, very, very strange decision. Absolutely. Um, uh, our guest today is Eve, Eve Ralph, um, co-founder of the Her Game 2 movement. Um very quickly on the game and, and what we've just said so far, Eve, your your thoughts. Yeah, um, obviously it was a very disappointing first half. Um, and I think we could all see where that main weakness was. Um, I must say that I, I did my um, starting 11 prediction in a bit of a rush. And I'm pretty sure that I put Bell at right back. Oh, wow. Um, Oh, you're equally yeah. to blame then. I know. <laughs> so it's, it's not only I, Nigel Pearson, it's Eve Ralph also. It's me. <laughs> Maybe I should stop giving him tips. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, it, we could see right away that obviously it, it didn't work. And um, I, I think the change that came at half time was probably 40 minutes too late. Um, but obviously you can't you can't be making changes like that straight away. Um so yeah, the second half was a lot, um, a lot more comfortable to watch. But I think we'd already like made our bed by yeah. half time. It's interesting you say that about the the making a change because Atkinson was stri- almost stripped and ready to go at ha- at thirty minutes. Yeah, he was. Um, yeah. And then mm. and then nothing happened. And then it gets to like forty one minutes, and he's actually stripped. Stripped down the again, board, but the board was out as well. Yeah, but then you know, um, but, well, there's not not a lot of point in making a sub three minutes before half time. So it's all a bit all a bit strange in that regard. Yeah. Um. But Eve, yeah. before we get into the game, uh, the the her game two movement. Did you ever anticipate how wide and fast that would grow? Uh, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> no. So when we initially launched that video um, on Cup Final Day, it was a very last minute decision to even make a Twitter account. Um, we just wanted to raise awareness to, to some sexism that we'd um, experienced. But since um, it's been launched, we've almost been gifted this platform to help support as many people as we can, try and get more girls into the game. Um, See, so yeah, it's really exciting how it's 
how it's changing direction every week. Yeah. So in terms of getting more clubs on on board, is do you sort of hand out um, like a, a one page guide to what it is or how do you go about recruiting new clubs? Um, so we send there's like a, a email blanket email that we send to clubs and it is quite interesting to see um, who clubs put in charge for it. Sometimes it's the comms manager, sometimes it's the diversity and inclusion officer. Um, so it it kind of is lucky who well when we first started whose inbox it was going to land in because obviously when we hadn't got many partnerships, I guess it would have been a risk for the clubs to to partner with us because we were so young. Mm. Um, like the, the campaign that has been a, a yeah, few yeah. months old. Um, but now I think now we're getting a, a lot more um, traction and exposure. People know who we are. Um, and I think the clubs just want to know what they can do with us, really. So sometimes while well, we're getting messages like from the clubs on Twitter or in emails. So um, now it's just trying to keep on top of them and making sure that none of them slip through and we try and get as many as we can. So out of the 92 Football League clubs, I'm putting you on the spot here, sorry. Um, how many of the 92 Football League clubs have you got on board now? I believe it's around 45. Wow. Um, we, we've we got quite a few partnering um, next week, like around International Women's Day. So um, I, I'm not sure if it's 45 next week or now, um, but okay. it's around that that number. Wow, that is Incredible. awesome. Congratulations to you and is it Kaz as well, co-founder? Uh, yeah, yeah, Kaz, yeah. Kaz May's co-founder, uh, yeah. founder, yeah, thank you. And also um, from Bristol City perspective, obviously Leah is involved, who's been on the podcast. Anyone else um, from a Bristol City perspective to shout out? Um, so in, involved directly in the campaign, no, um, no city fans, but there's plenty have reached out, have been really supportive. And um, as you, you mentioned, Ellie, at, at the beginning, it, she's wonderful. She's the most supportive friend I could have. Um, so she's been, yeah, great. But the, the club have been really good as well, um, mm. supporting us. So we're looking forward to like working with them in the future awesome. as well. Excellent. Okay. Let's get back to the game, unfortunately. Um, right. A bit of admin, no, let's actually. not. Let's carry on chatting yeah, about her no, game actually, too. Yeah. I'll just, uh, do, I'll just do me marks in, yeah. <laughs> no, actually, I've got a bit of admin. Um, so I pulled together an Ashton Gate 8 weekend highlight reel um, and published that on the, the Bristol City Former Players Association YouTube channel. Um, so if you haven't seen that, please do check that out. It's about 10 minutes long and it just gives a flavour of, of the whole weekend, really. The the HPC visit, the the evening dinner, and then the uh, events on match day. Um, so yeah, please do check check that out. Um, and then we've got another Robins Reunited coming out uh, in the next couple of days, the final of the three uh, Ashton Gate 8 Robins Reunited. So it'll be uh, Julian Marshall and Peter Aitken coming out soon. And lots of talk about Bristol Derbies in that one. Um, I showed them a, a clip of a Bristol Derby in in the uh, early 80s and it was literally just sliding tackle after clattering tackle Matt wasn't it yeah Julian Marshall getting booked as well I think wasn't it yeah um but yeah no it was brilliant and and two really I mean I said it about the other guys but two really humble guys um they're sort of speaking to them and and they we know the part they played, but they really um underplayed it themselves, didn't they? Because they weren't the legends in in quotes that well, they yeah. said that and all the other 50, players 50 were. And, you know, et cetera. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, two really, really nice guys. 
Yeah, fantastic. Okay, right. Let's now get into it. So the starting lineup, Matt. We've 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 touched on it already, um, but there was a few other changes. Your your thoughts, other than Sam Bell at right back, on that starting lineup? I'm surprised we went with a four. Um, I thought Han Noah following. It, it could have been Han Noah. It could have been Joe Williams following the Forest game last week that, that dropped the bench. Um, I knew Matty James was going to come back in because because Nigel Pearson rates him as a player, um, rates his experience. So for me, that that wasn't a surprise. And probably Hanoah um, was the right call to make out of the, the, the two, but it could have been either of them. Um, but in, interesting, and it, um, we'll go on to talk about Matty James um, during the discussions, but I wasn't surprised by it. I was surprised by the shape, as I said, because I thought you had the players that had played the three five two. You know, or whichever way Randy wants to play it, mm. um, and we didn't do that. And I wonder what homework is done because you knew that Birmingham had Hernandez, who caused us problems when he played for Norwich, um, and you put in a striker to mark him in effect, which just seemed really, really strange. Really well, strange. Bir- Honestly, that's how it panned out. Yeah. Also, Birmingham lined up as I expected us to. To be fair, in a yeah. sort of five three two three five two. Yeah. Um, formation. So, yeah, it's a really interesting one. Anything additional for you, Eve, on that starting lineup? Um, I, well, I, I think that we all know that Birmingham City aren't a very good side at the moment, but they do have a few pockets of class. And it seems that like we matched the, their strongest players with our, our like our, our weakest, which I thought was interesting because, as you say, they've obviously done their research. So I, I'd love to know what like what what happened to make that change. Um, obviously, something had to change after the the Forest game, um, but that that wasn't it. Um, I, I think it it was unfortunate for us to go down so quickly because the game would be so much different if we hadn't um but we did and and that most probably is down to the changes Mm. that were made yeah i mean the front three sort of picks itself seemingly at the moment matt um the the two center backs closer and callas seemingly picks itself it's it's just that midfield and and the the wide men that doesn't yeah yeah it is um and obviously He's fairly limited with the options that he's got. Um, you know, I suppose Odada is one that arguably from a wide point of view, um, but also we know that he's not been playing great. Campering got roasted is last available? Week. Not at the moment, no, 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 right. because of his injury. But I'm just saying, like, in terms of he yeah. would normally be there, so he's very limited with what he's got. Campering got a roast in last week, but but very much last week for Campering against Jed Spence was AKA yesterday mm. with Sam Bell and Hernandez. Um, so like Eve says, I, I, I didn't get our matchup um, and I didn't understand. I mean, you listen to Nigel Pearson after the game and you're thinking all he's really done is blamed players. And and I, I think if you probably watch every goal that's ever scored, to be traced back to an individual mistake, but he references that and references we had to make changes because the same players can't play two consistent games in a row. And I'm looking at it and thinking, well, you can't be talking about Han Noah because he has been really consistent. So then who are you talking about? Um, and I, I, I don't care what anyone says. Why are you playing a kid who has spent all of his youth career playing as a forward player 
as a right wing back or a right back yesterday. I just don't get it. I don't especially, get it. Especially when Jada Silva's been doing okay on the right hand yep. side. And, and Alex Scott. Campering's a left back. So Yep. And Alex Scott doing the same. Plus, you know, I mean I'm not I'll be the first to say that we've criticized Zach Viner for the mistakes, but it's a natural position for him. You'd like to think he's going to make less mistakes than Sam Bell would make there because it's just not a natural game for him. Mm. Yeah, Zach Viner not even on the bench yesterday. No, didn't make the squad, did he? Uh... Yeah. Okay, all right, we could talk about the lineup all day. We better get on. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. <clears throat> into the minutes then. Uh, so the second minute before City could even get going, we're a goal down. One second City are on the attack. The next were conceding a goal. It was a rather speculative ball forward from the Birmingham centre-back. He finds Chong, who got into the box, turns, shoots, and it flies into the far corner. Matty James nowhere near it. Dan Bentley nowhere near it. Um, Eve, your thoughts on that goal? Um, well, it, it, I think it caught us all by surprise, to be honest. Um, there seemed to be, um, dare I say, a, a little bit of optimism in the ground before the game started. And oh, then right. we were all brought back down to earth <laughs> two minutes in. I, it's one of them. Like It, it was, um, like it, it, as you say, it came right back from, from their centre-back and... and it's, sometimes they work, so a lot of the time they don't. Um, so I, I do, I really think that, as I say, it was unfortunate that it went in because that can kind of be the thing where it's like a bit of a wake up call. Like, oh, come on, here we go. We've just lost possession. It's time to like get get back into it. But it went in, and then obviously that like elevated their fans who were only there for a day out. They didn't expect anything, um, and then that just completely changed the game and you saw people throwing the blame around like players throwing the blame around straight away which that's not helpful either um you get that they're frustrated um but the, as you mentioned there's a couple of them to blame for that one um so it yeah it, it was really the worst start possible against that um Birmingham side I think yeah Matt uh everyone just seemed a little bit shell-shocked at the back by that didn't they I think like you've said you, you just kind of felt What's happened there? Like, I, we, we've kicked off. How are we one day? And it, it wasn't, um, it wasn't a worldie. Um, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. No blame whatsoever to Dan Bentley because the, the kids kind of curled it into the corner. Bentley's got no chance. I don't know what Matty James is doing, um, but he's then quick to point fingers. And, and it's something he did all afternoon. And for exp an experienced pro, I thought he was one in particular that really hang, hung Sam Bell out to dry. Um, I felt that he gave him no support. Um, and I was shouting at one point later in the game, like, you know, I, I was actually very pro Sam Bell during the game because I could see he was getting, you know, lost all confidence. I mean, he couldn't pass the ball, could he, at one yeah. stage? Every time he went forward, um, I was like, come on, Sam, come on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he put a couple of good crosses in, but, you know, it, it was just the fact. And there was one player, one player, Andy Vyman, who went across him at one stage and put his arm around him and you could see yeah, him talking to him. Now, all right, Andy Vyman, that's why he's the captain on the pitch when Dan Bentley's not playing. But that, that made a big difference. And, and I felt again yesterday, we were aside just lacking any kind of leadership. Um, you know, Dan Bentley can shout, but it goes back to my point around the keeper being at the back. And uh, sorry, your keeper's always going to be at your back. The captain being the keeper. There's no one in the centre of the pitch to do those sort of things. So, But the goal itself, it was just a really. Uh, a nothing goal. It was a, an eight, a bit of a hopeful ball. All in slow motion, really, wasn't it? A, yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. A turn and he, he just sort of passes the ball into the net. And you're thinking, 
this is ridiculous. And then obviously you get the scenes in the Dolman stand because of a Birmingham fan jumping up and celebrating. And then, mm. uh, yeah, it all turned a little Just bit before sour. we come on to that. So with the formation, did you th- mm. was the plan that James and or Williams would effectively, in a defensive um, you know, formation, drop back into that defensive I, I, role? I would guess so. Yeah, I would guess so. Um, certainly someone would have to, and you would think it would have to have been one of those two to come across and support him. Mm. Or maybe even Vyman when he plays in that kind of hold, you know, not holding role, but the, the middle kind of role of those three. But I just couldn't believe just how often that right-hand side we were exposed against, you know, as Eve said, that, that they had some, they've got some talent, one or two players, and Hernandez is absolutely one you would have spotted. So, I think, yeah, I don't know what we're doing tactically. Okay. As you as you say, Matt, um, there were scenes in the Dolman stand, the Birmingham fan, yeah. um, you know, sat in the home end, but then seemingly celebrating a, a goal is is gonna get um gonna get ejected. Um flares were yeah. on the pitch, the pitch was burnt as well, which Dan Sparks, I'm sure, oh. is absolutely livid. Oh, about. was it? Oh dear. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, not not great scenes after after that goal. Uh, okay, into the sixth just, minute. Sorry, on that. Pat, I, I don't understand. And, and we were on the Supporters Club and Trust um, call the other night, and th- that came up the t- sort of topic of flares. Mm. Um, I, I don't understand the fascination of it. And maybe it's because I'm a 50 year old man, and maybe <laughs> Eve, being a, a hell of a lot younger, can comment on it. But I just don't get it. I, I don't get it either in the crowd or when it gets chucked on the pitch. I don't understand the fascination of it and wanting to run the risk of, I'm pretty sure it was something like a three year ban or something. Why would you do it? And and in our stadium, CCTV should be that good that it gets picked out. So yeah, if Eve, if you've got any idea why people think that the flares are a good idea, I'd love to. Um, I don't know. I mean, there seems to be a lot more presence of them at games now. Yeah. COVID, I think than before, but when um well this is going on to the second goal isn't it but when the flare got thrown at the player taking the corner like so i'm i'm from solihull i cannot stand Birmingham city like i they're (laughs) probably one of the clubs i despise the most in yeah 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 but once you once you throw a flare at a player or you throw a pint at them you have just like you've just gifted them everything you like there's just no no clap when you go to football you you go with your mates they sit in the way and yeah you throw throw stuff about in the game you come back together and then you can go for a pint but when you're there like throw you might, like if that flare had hit him or if that pint had hit him like you you've just you've brought yourself down to to the yeah. lowest level and, and it, it is just embarrassing isn't it and yeah Especially it, it when was. they go on to score a goal from the corner. Exactly. Well, you, you <laughs> knew he would, and then yeah. he celebrated in front of them. Usually, it's the most frustrating thing in the world when players are celebrating because I, I don't understand that at all. I think go celebrate yeah. with your, 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 your own fans. fans. Yeah. yeah, but in this, I thought, yeah, you would. You've just had that launch at you. You would turn around and just be like, "Look at me, professional player on the pitch, just scored. Look at you, you've just thrown a pint at me." So, yeah. I thought that was really disappointing, um, and. I hope something can be done about it. Um, I mean, like when flares go off when you're away, yeah, it it might look like add to the atmosphere. It might add something. I mean, adds, a, deep, adds, a, adds a nasty smell. 
yeah, yeah. And um, <laughs> like you see, I've got a bit of a cough today, a bit asthmatic. So like it's not great in that yeah. aspect either. It can be yeah. a bit dangerous. But um, yeah. I, I think if if you are um, putting it into a, a like league of what what is really acceptable and what isn't, then yes, like you should not be throwing them. I don't I don't understand. It. Yeah, the blues one that got thrown on the pitch as well. Like it's, it's just infuriating. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it seemed to be no one had a clue what to do. It was like they were waiting for the steward with the flag glove to come on yeah. the pitch. Because for it seemed to while, take it? ages and ages, didn't it? Which, you know, you're saying about the pitch being burned. I'm sure that was why it was. But It was. It was. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Let's Crazy. get on. Six minutes. Semenyo threaded by Scott and the ball across goal finds no one. Um, but I think um, there was a couple of people in offside position. But uh, first of a number of occasions in the first half where the ball does get fired across the uh, the Birmingham goal effectively, but uh, but it's met by no City players. Um, 12th minute and we're two goals down. City really at sixes and sevens with a red flare going off behind him. Graham puts the corner in and Gorner heads goal. Gordon head, heads goalwards. Semenyo makes almost like a half-hearted attempt to mark him. Lyle Taylor is in acres of space at the back post, which was unguarded, um, but he wasn't needed as uh, Gordon's header goes in, Matt. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what we what we set up as. I don't know if we mark zonally, we man mark. Um, the interesting thing after the game, Nigel Pearson is is called out Anton Semenya for that and says it was his man that he wasn't marking. So on that basis, you think you know it's not a, a zonal situation, but. It was another goal where you're looking at and thinking, it's this. It's like training ground, almost if we've just allowed the ball in and allowed the guy to get his head on it. You know, we weren't interested in trying to defend it. Um, and the, the reaction to it, again, I looked at Dan Bentley and he, he was absolutely incandescent with rage again. That's, a, that's another good word, isn't it? Incandescent. That's early as well. Um, and, and Antoine Semenya seemed to be a little bit Ah, uh, yeah. Come on, let's walk back. There was no, I don't know, it just didn't feel like it. I've made a real mistake here and I'm holding my hands up in... And you're 2-0 down against, as, as you've said, you know, they're not a they're not a great side on form. Um, they're a better side than us now. They're above us in the table. Um, but they're not a great side on form and they're 2-0 up without really having to do anything. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, Eve, your thoughts on that goal? We mentioned it in a podcast last week or even the week before about having no men on the post. Um, and if we have someone on the back post there, then it's going to be cleared. Yeah. Um, as you say, that it, it should be something that they're doing regularly. Um, almost it's like it's a, a robotic, um, yeah, yeah a robotic system that, that you should just be able to deal with. And it, and it does come down to like, it seems the real basics of football. So again, it was a, a really disappointing goal to concede. Um, and because we were just gifting them these opportunities, chances, and, and they were finishing and and getting them, them on target. Like at one point I thought, like, is this going to be five, six? Yeah. Like mm. um, it, it was looking quite bleak at that moment. Yeah. Chong seemed to be given all the space in the world. I think he's the lad on loan for Man U, isn't he? Um, yeah. But he, he seemed to be given all the space in the world. There was no... Every time the Blues got the ball, he'd made space to receive it. And then, he, you know, opened up, went out to Hernandez, Sam Bell was caught out, and, and we were just exposed time and time again. 
No. Okay, into the 20th minute, Bell gets down the right, gets a cross in, but it's cut out by the keeper. And then three minutes later, another good ball in from Bell and no one on the end of it. And Matt, we did see Bell getting forward in advanced positions and, and that is what he's more comfortable doing. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, of course it is. And, and you know, he's, he's got that natural um, ability for it. I mean, I thought the first one was a decent cross. The second one, you know, was was fairly comfortable. But it, he shouldn't be in the side as a right back or right wing back just because of what he can then give going forward. I talked about Jed Spence. Brilliant going forward for Borough, but the kid can defend as well. Whereas for Sam Bell, it's just not natural. And he was caught time and time again, either going to try, try and press forward and then the ball's over behind him, or positionally he was caught out. But also he was caught, or not caught rather, he was left one on two so many times that I just didn't get it. But yeah, I mean, Nigel Pearson came out afterwards and said when he was asked, would he play Sam Bell there again? And he was very... Nigel Pearson, yeah, absolutely he would because of the creativity that he can bring. And I get that, but not as a right wing back or a right back. That's not well, what he should be, you know. He was a right a right back yesterday. Yeah, in a, in yeah a he was, yeah. In a yeah. right wing back, obviously still not great, but You'd sem- expect more semi, protection. semi yeah. understandable because, you know, you wouldn't play Alex Scott there, but he's played there yeah. and done well. So... Um, yeah, yeah it's, it's an interesting one. It's just very strange, very strange. And yet... Pearson didn't take any kind of responsibility for that. It was about, no, the players on the pitch didn't help him. And you're like, no, you, you got it wrong. And you you know you got it wrong because you changed shape at halftime. Hmm. Not a lot else in the first half, I'm afraid to report. So moving on to the halftime summary. Um, embarrassing, inept, when is enough enough? I am not taking this lack of funds being a free pass to Pearson. Pearson's lack of culpability. Wilder, Jones, Rowett, Cooper, etc. We have a richness of talent. Problem is, some have been excluded and written off, whilst others are scared to make mistakes. Uh, environment created by Nigel Pearson is not providing a platform for many of the talent to perform. Conceding two goals a game is inexcusable. Once again, formation always looked too open from the get-go, and we're being made to look dreadful by a previously very average side. And uh, that's Rob's thoughts um, on half time. Eve, anything to to react to that? Um, I think it, it sums it up uh, perfectly. And if you think back to the end of the first half, I, th- I think it seemed to. I, I think it, it dragged. Um, I, I feel I, I'm not going to say anything about the second half, but I feel like that absolutely flew. And I think you, for me, when it's going so quickly, you know that you are actually playing quite well, and that's when the time's ticking away, and you think you can actually get something from it. But the first half, it's almost as if. Um, Half, half time couldn't come quick enough. Um, I saw um, someone made a cut. So when so we saw Sam Bell, like he seemed to be kind of capitulating. He really was struggling. But then when he was like making like good passes, either forward or controlling the ball or whatever, there was like a ripple of applause. Now, personally, I didn't think this was sarcastic. I thought this was like encouraging, but then I saw someone else say that it, it was sarcastic. So if that was, then yeah, that's not on. But um, I, I quite liked that maybe people were trying to get behind him if it wasn't sarcasm. Um, I think they absolutely were getting behind him. You know, he's a second generation City player that everyone wants to see succeed. Everyone knows there's a player in there, Matt. Um, and yeah, 
I was just willing him on every time and almost yeah. having to turn away when he was in a defensive a, a position because, yeah, he just looked uncomfortable. But Matt, you're on mute. I was coughing, sorry. He was, and, and going forward, there was a period, like I said, where there was one where he slipped as he crossed the ball and it went straight out. Then there was another one that he put sort of straight out. And you could see his confidence was was gone. Um, and again, you're talking about a young lad. Gary Hours said it on Radio Bristol afterwards. He's been a forward his entire career. Now, when you're down to absolute bare bones, I get that. I get that you have to put players in different positions. Um, I get you don't want to lose Alex Scott's creativity from the middle in playing there, but he has played as a right wing back. But when you're talking about as a right back, you know, we signed Danny Simpson. He's a right back. I'm not I'm not saying Danny Simpson would have been the answer yesterday, but you've got players on the books who that's their natural position, which surely must give you more of a chance than a kid that's, that's played, what, three halves there or however long he's played there. Um, and I was really worried, as you said, about the substitution going before. And I thought, if you take him off really early, you're going to absolutely kill the kid's confidence. Because you will. Because it doesn't... He, he said half-time that I told Sam it wasn't a reflection on him. Who's it a reflection on? Take off the bloke who wasn't doing his job to support him then, if it wasn't a reflection of him. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, it, it was a strange one. But I, I agree with you and Eve. I think it was absolutely in terms of support. I don't think it was sarcastic. Mm. Um, it might have been with the Blues fans, but... No, I think I think City fans recognise that it was tactically the wrong move. Yeah. So there's two substitutions at half time. Um, Sam Bell and Closer coming off. Closer was an injury apparently. Um, yeah. So Pring and Atkinson coming on uh, to to the City team. Um, in terms of formation, Matt, no real change in formation there. Um. It's hard to tell sometimes. <laughs> it was it was hard. Yeah, I mean, I have to say it was hard to tell. I wasn't sure where the cam where Cam was playing. Um, Rob Atkinson obviously slotted into the middle, so I, I genuinely I, th I think we moved we changed to a three at the back. Um, but we just got on the front foot, didn't we? Um, and we looked we looked a more secure unit um, as the game went on. Like Eve sort of said, how quickly it sort of went the second half. Mm. Don't get me wrong, Bentley had to, and we'll talk about him, Bentley had to make some great saves, but we were very much in the game and with the possession actually doing something. But yeah, I think I think we definitely switched formations. Um, and yeah, um, it seemed almost at times that Jay was playing in, in midfield. So yeah. um, I, don't, I don't quite know what the shape was. Okay, 46 minute, uh, again, quick fire goal into the second minute of the half. The uh, Silvers cross comes in and Alex Scott, just drifts in behind the the last defender into a into a goal scoring position and slots home and I don't I'm not a stat man but what's that now five six goals for Alex Scott four I think four okay um, four I think but yeah, but yeah again, again for his first season uh, a great return nonetheless and again putting his name in the headlines unfortunately <laughs> So, uh, yeah, your thoughts on that goal, Eve? It was obviously great to get back into it so quickly. And from there, the crowd sort of whipped up a little bit and you thought, OK, we can get something out of this. Yeah, um, so it was definitely the, the perfect start to the second half. Um, it was no more than what we needed. <clears throat> and as you say, um, Scott, he just came out of nowhere. 
um like when watching the the replay it didn't actually um it didn't show like how far he'd actually run um so it like the refund screens um but it just shows like how much of a versatile player he is and that he's obviously um very intelligent with like thinking about where what where he's going to run next what he's going to do um so it's yeah it came at a great time and then it seemed to like lift the atmosphere not only the stands but um the, the players um and then like i really did think that we could get at, at least the point from it from the game um like from, from that point you're on mute now <laughs> we're all at it um <laughs> Matt, he doesn't he doesn't look like the youngest player on the pitch does he well he doesn't look like it but no, he play like it yeah absolutely not I mean, and and interestingly like we said um when we went out to the the hpc for the the aston gate eight he's actually really quite tall um i was quite surprised at how sort of tall he was he's just a class player He's just a class player. Um, he's not ready for the Premier League at all yet. Um, you know, he, he needs to find his feet. Um, so I'm hoping that he kind of recognises that. Keep saying that. And, uh, Keep saying that. Yeah, yeah. But but he's, but he's not, is he? But you can see he is destined to to play at that level um, because he's got all of those attributes. Um, he's he's a he's got a little bit of an edge to his game as well. I mean, we we've quite often referenced the Jack Grealish sort of scenario. I remember Jack Grealish on loan at Notts County. Um, you know, he went, I don't know if he went elsewhere, but um, as a youngster, you, you could see him developing and developing. And I think that's the same with Alex Scott. And I'll also say, I thought Jada Silva had a really good game yesterday and it was a, a, a good ball in by him, but it was terrible defending. If we'd conceded a goal like that, we'd be, you know, talking about the first two goals in the same vein, I guess. But yeah, he's class, Alex Scott, class. Yeah, just not county for your knowledge. Um, you 51st minute, Semenyo bursts forward into the box stays on his feet where, you know, uh, professionalism, I don't know what the right word is. Now, you know, you get a little touch, you go down there. Salah would go down. Harry Kane would go down. Um, and, you know, it's, it's something that's become commonplace in the game. But he stays on his feet to his credit. Um, and then it nothing comes of that. But it's straight after that, it falls back to him and he takes a shot, which is on target, but it's deflected over. Um, Eve, again... Five minutes later, after scoring, we're coming forward, we're creating opportunities. Yeah, um, so it, it was really positive from from that little spell. Um, was that the one where he was like on his own, and then it got played into him, and he like controlled it, and then he went to kick it like yeah, behind. He, yeah, yeah, he did. He did sort of yeah. get a shot away eventually, but um, yeah, it was sort of deflected over for corner. Yeah, that that's his like that's just his trademark now, isn't it? Like when it when he when it just pay off, it looks wonderful. Um, mm. So ho hopefully the the last couple that he's done wasn't a fluke and it proves that. Um, but yeah, um, and then this the second one when it is that the one that he like it ended up like in front of me and I'm quite high behind the goal. Um, no, I think that was shortly after. There that, was there was one where he had a, and I had a chance to cross a few minutes later and it sort of cleared the landslide stand. Yeah, yeah. So that one, but I thought that was interesting because, like, it, had that been in the first half, like, you can only imagine, like, what what words would have been thrown towards the pitch. But instead, I think people around me, like, found it a bit funny and were a bit like, oh, like, never mind. And the the, the whole dynamic had changed. It was like, yeah. come on, it's all right. Like, we'll just, we'll just go again. We'll try again. And so 
it, it is interesting how um yeah how the the atmosphere was very different the second half to the first half because well, I think that it, was partly because we could see that the personnel on the pitch and the formation was how we maybe should have started. Yeah, yeah. Everyone found it a bit, bit hard to get behind the uh, first half. The bit I didn't get, you had Joe Williams in the first half was anonymous. Did, did nothing at all. Look, looked a player that wasn't fit. Um, and yet in the second half, he was driving and ratting around, I would say. He probably didn't get on the ball creatively enough as we've seen him sort of switching play and stuff. But, but he, was, he was putting his head in and winning a lot of those 50-50 challenges. And that started driving us forward. Matty James... I like Matty James, but I said it last week on the, the podcast, didn't I? For me, with Matty James, the ball slows down. Um, he, he hasn't got the... With Matty James, though, he's... He's, he's, he's got still... the speed of thought and he's experienced, but he's not... I think the modern game now, you need to have the energy, you need to have the legs, and yeah. he, he doesn't have that. It, and that it, might be because of coming back as well. Yeah, but... I was going to say, match fitness, you know, he's um, yeah. been out quite yeah. some time. I think he just needs a run of games and he will yeah. undoubtedly improve. But going on to Joe Williams, I haven't got a note of this, but when he when he did that diving header at someone's feet to set up yeah. another cross for De Silva, that's, I mean, we've seen that over the years. I remember Brian Tinian doing it um, in, I think he ran out of a wall and closed down a, a free kick. But he, he looked more interested in the second half, didn't he? Yeah. He looked well, to, in the like ascendancy, he was... weren't we? Yeah, yeah, and that's probably it as well. And probably they, there was a few of them that had a flea in their area at halftime, you'd like to think. But oh, yeah, like the Semenya one was interesting because you're right. I, th I think it was a clear foul um, and credit to him for staying on his feet, but in the same breath. You get a penalty at the other end. Exactly. Potentially. Yeah. <laughs> Not that we've had, yeah. not that we've had a penalty for, as I said the other day, about a hundred years. Sixty-first yeah. um, yeah. minute, it's a scot-free kick. Martin didn't make the connection with his diving header, but Atkinson slides in at the back post, and his shot hits the side netting. Um, sort of going through the motions there, Eve, to get on the end of it for for Atkinson. But yeah, just a shame that that Chris Martin's neck isn't about a foot longer. <laughs> He'd look weird, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah, he would. Go, go, gadget. Um, neck. <laughs> yeah, um, I, well, Chris Martin, he gets, well, I think it's kind of, he doesn't get so much now, does he? But he did get a lot of sticks. So it is always nice when he can, uh, can score because he, he does other things, he brings other things to the team. Um, so it was a shame that, um, yeah, he didn't have a, a foot longer neck. Um, yeah. <laughs> but hopefully, yeah, yeah, his, his next game, his next goal will come soon. Okay, Matt, in the 62nd minute, there was a minute's applause in memory of Peter Hayes. Uh, when Bristol City play Birmingham, there was a request from a number of people, um, a former BCFC apprentice and legend in local football. So, um, yeah, in memory of Peter Hayes there. Well yeah, well observed from, observed, yeah. from both sets of fans, to be fair. Yeah. Um, into the 70th minute, Matty James comes off, Naki Wells comes on. So... You don't often see uh, Wells get a good 20 minutes plus injury time, Eve, but uh, an opportunity for him to put himself about a bit. Yeah, um, and I thought that too um, changed the, the dynamic a little bit as well. Um, I mean, from, from the, the end of the game, it seemed that we just kept getting caught offside, which uh, didn't help matters. And I think yeah. some of them were quite controversial when they were actually offside yeah. um 
but it, it is so yeah he he does only get brought on at the end now it seems isn't it so um i wonder if because we, we're still not getting the uh, results that we need whether there will be a change up with that over the next couple of yeah, games that's uh vitamin semenyo martin matt seems almost impenetrable doesn't it but you've got wells you've got conway as we sort of drift seemingly now towards the end of the season you still think we're maybe not safe i a hundred percent i do i hundred percent derby won again yesterday um there's still a lot of points to play for um so yeah that no 40 points there's no way we're safe yet but wells and conway uh both both very um willing and able to uh to yep. come on and if we're not getting the results why why is that that wsm not being tinkered with i i genuinely felt yesterday and not not overly a, fle- a reflection on chris martin but i felt that pace was was probably going to be the the thing that got to birmingham in the second half um and i would have made a change earlier with martin coming off and naki wells coming on um now okay he made he made a change um I'm trying to think. Who did he take off? Um, when? For Wells to come on. James. Yeah, Matty James, yeah. Um, which again then changes your shape um, from that point of view. And Wells did, you know, he he, he did a, a huffed and puffed a little bit, but never really looked like he was going to score. There was one moment where I think the ball got played into him by Martin and it was a bit wide and mm. he didn't get a shot away. But yeah, I would I would have made a change for pace. Um, yeah. I'd like to see it, yeah. I mean, as we, as we, as I say, as we do drift towards in the season, I'd like to see um, a bit more change up there. Once we're, once we're safe, hundred percent, I would have Tommy Conway in the team. Um, Players that Nigel Pearson's talking about the future and not want to do anything short term. Um, I'm just reading. Then we've had ten players play on in that right hand position (laughs) this season. Admittedly, some of those Andy Vime and Joe Williams has been during a game as opposed to starting out there. Um, and he references that Danny Pierce, that Danny Simpson, sorry, isn't going to be here kind of next season. Mm. Um, but it's it's obviously a problem area. But we knew it was a problem area at Christmas and in January when we talked about it, and nothing was done, was it? It's just yeah. Okay, seventy second minute, Wells out wide to Semenyo, who takes it on, shoots right footed, and it almost pimbles out for a corner. Um, but that really could have gone anywhere. Followed by a chance for a header from Vyman, which he heads down into the ground, um, and it sort of bounces up, and the keeper gathers. Matt. Yeah, it was. I think he had more time than he realised. I mean, me, me, I'm right, Evie. You're, you're in the south stand, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. From our vantage point, it looked like he had a bit of room around him as well, and if he'd let the ball drop onto his chest, he might have done more with it. Whereas the header was just a bit of a stretch and a bit of a kind of knockdown. I mean, you know, I suppose, yeah, it counts as a shot on target, but really. Um, so, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, hindsight's wonderful, isn't it? But um, we, yeah. we could all see, he, yeah, he had no one around him. And he it that was almost like slow motion as well when it came down. And so it meant that, like, yeah, um, it the speed of the header like wasn't great um and it i think the the chance was more exciting than that actual yeah. execution yeah. and i thought ah oh, yeah you, that was it's a shame because it, it was a, a wasted uh, situation but as like yeah we had perfect viewing up in the stands didn't we so yeah. um yeah it, it was unfortunate 
the last 15 minutes, we saw two cracking saves from Dan Bentley. Um, both uh, were where Birmingham had too much space to unable to orchestrate a shot, Matt. And uh, we've seen two more world-class saves. Well, world-class, but great he's, saves. He's, he's, he's another player you look at and you think it's easy to, to, to criticise the fact that it's a goal. You know, we've considered two goals again and he's the goalkeeper. But he did nothing wrong yesterday. Um, he made three or four really, really top quality saves. Those two in particular in the second half. There was one where he got a really strong left hand to, to, to push it away very late on. And he's he's absolutely back on the form that he was last season um, when he got the, the, the player of the year. I thought he was brilliant again yesterday. Um, and it's not a reflection on, on Max, but Dan Benny is, is number one. Um, but... As I say, we're a side that Ellie said it on on Twitter. You're not going to win games if you can keep conceding two goals. And for us to have come back, it's, it's funny the the the, the um, people stood around me were actually looking at the odds at half time for a three two win. And I was sort of saying to him, I don't know what game you've watched, but there's absolutely no way we're winning in this three two. Like you know, just, there was just no way. Um, and the odds actually weren't that great. When we scored early, you're then thinking, and I actually turned to, to Trina and said, I hope you have put that bet on because I'm going to feel dreadful if we go on and win this now. <laughs> um, but it just sort of, it drifted again, didn't it? It was, yeah. how many how many saves did that Etheridge really have to make where you thought, in the way that Dan Bentley made those saves, I can't recall one that Etheridge had to make that you thought, crikey, he's kept him in it there. Yeah. Mm. A much better second half, much better from a spectacle point of view. The crowd yeah, were... yeah, yeah. The crowd were up for it. I think the changes made um, impacted the game. Cam Pring, I thought, came on in the second half and was getting forward well, trying to drive chances. Um, yep. So yeah, as a as a second, I mean, we won the second half one 0 So there's there's your there's your positive. Um, well, that's 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 like a youth coach go out and win the second half. <laughs> that's no. what I say at yeah. the start of every second half at five aside. Come on, we can win this half. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, right, we're, Matt. Serving a, we're serving a dank patch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right, Matt, let's get on to the ratings then. Do you know it's, it's really difficult? And I've not I've not done them because I was I was out last night and um it was a late one, so I've not long got up, as you can tell, before I um joined the pod. So okay. it's kind of gonna be gonna be on the fly, and so I'll, I'll expect challenge and keeping me honest. Um Dan Bentley, I've gone eight. Because um, I think again he made some absolutely top draw saves. Um, I don't I don't criticise him for either goal. He wasn't at fault for either goal. Um, and I thought those saves kept it from being the five or six that that Eve talked about. Um, so yeah. So it's, yeah, I mean you gave Dan Bentley eight away at Forest, didn't you? When we lost yep. last week, and yeah, how I didn't know how it computes very well in my head, given uh, given. And, a, I, a, a yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. Lose. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Two yeah. Eve, what are you thinking? Um, yeah, I, I agree. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure how this scoring system works, but sorry, yeah, we should have said that. Six, six is what we expect a player. To, yeah, if they've had a good game, that's what we expect is a six. Okay. Um, so yeah, so actually, probably eight is too high. Last week he was very special at Forest, so. Yeah, so we yeah, do expect make, we do expect him. To yeah, make we do expect him to make saves, but they were they were world class. But right, let's go seven. Right, let's, I think. let's go seven. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, um, and like when we got to the end of the game, yeah. like even though we were in a winning position, we are the team that concedes goals at the end. So the, it, it, could, it could have been no difference yesterday. The Birmingham have done their research about the same team that everyone else has. So the fact that he had, he did make those saves at the end, like I think everyone thought, oh, here we go. He, like he's where they're going to finish it off. So yeah, um, yeah, he. That's although a, we didn't get anything from it, uh, yeah. like, yeah. That's a really good, really good point, though, because we should be the team really going for it with the crowd up, you know, last couple of minutes, injury time. And actually, yet again, it's a game where Birmingham probably had two really, really good chances that Bentley has to save to keep it from being 3-1, 4-1. So, yeah. It was very exciting to see him come up in the last minute as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I, because I was going out, we literally got out of our seats and were exiting. So we were right. stood by the exit for that corner for the free kick. And I'm thinking, and I said to Trina, I said, oh, imagine like Dan Bentley scores in now, it's going to go ballistic. But yeah. <laughs> um, Jade De Silva, I thought, had a, a, a really decent game. Um, I kind of thought that last week against Forest. Um, but then when I reflected on it, I thought, yeah, but you didn't actually create too much or whereas yesterday I thought he, he was on the front foot um so I went seven for Jay and again I know it's a team that is conceded but it wasn't on his side but I did think he was showing he's showing the sort of form that we signed him with um and I thought he was linking up quite well down that left hand side so yeah so I went seven for Jay um closer uh, all right, he got subbed at half time. I didn't think it was a great performance. I thought he he put a couple of balls straight out of play um, when he was looking for sort of balls at the pitch. Um, I didn't think it was great, so I went five for, for closer. Um, and similarly for Thomas Callas, I didn't think Callas, he, he didn't necessarily do a huge amount wrong, but he, he's an experienced player from a leadership point of view. And I didn't feel that he did that yesterday. So I went five for Callas as well. He did, but he put in some some really tough tackles and and you know trying his best to stamp his authority and get a bit of momentum going. But uh, yeah. yeah, at the end of the day, to conceding two goals at home, in a and you expect that unit. you expect that from him, don't you? So yeah, so yeah, five. Sorry. And what 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 minute did Cam come on? It was it was sort of midway through, wouldn't it? Half, half, oh no, half time, half, half time, time, of course, yeah. Um, Cam, I thought, did get forward, as you said, um, was driving forward a couple of times. He's, he's a player I'd like to say, have a bit more confidence in your own ability and carry on driving forward and actually try and get a shot away. Um, and he doesn't do that. He, he, he will turn back in or he will play a, a sort of a ball. But I thought it was a decent showing from Cam, so I went six for Cam. Um, Matty James... <sighs> Like I said, I know he's not fully match fit. I didn't see anything from Matty James yesterday. Um, there was a lot of sideways sort of passing. There was nothing particularly creative that came through. Um, and I'm I'm debating a four or five. I'm going four, but I know you'll probably up me to five. So I'll let you decide. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, well, I'd, I'd probably go five. Okay. Um but as you mentioned, it was disappointing. Even like the the lacking leadership quality that there was yesterday, and that's important because yeah. um, that's going to have an effect on on the other players as well. So, um, yeah, I, I you can understand his his frustration though. Um, and I mean, when he 
I think he, he went down injured and you thought, oh no, <laughs> like, is it happening? So I, I wonder if that's all, I don't want to make excuses for them, they're professional players here, but you never know, that might be at the back of his mind, you might think he's frustrated, he hasn't been able to play, um, I don't know. Um, so hope, just, hopefully the more he does play, the 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 more um, the more he'll blossom um, yeah. and then he can uh, like I up think, his... I think with match fitness, yeah. he, he will be back to his best within a few weeks. That's my yeah, guess. I- yeah, and and I'm with you on it. I just I just worry, like I say, about the the leg side of the things. Um, I also and, and I'll, I'll call it again. He he was one in particular that was pointing at Sam Bell when yeah. things weren't going well, and not in a positive way. And and I don't I don't think that's good. I don't think that's good. But we'll go five. Um, Alex Scott, I've gone seven. Um, man of the match. Um, for City, obviously he scored the goal. I thought a lot of what he did. Um again, sort of trying to drive us forward. Again, had to change positions because of the reshape and did okay. Um, Hernandez didn't really feature too much in the second half, I didn't think. Um, so yeah, I've gone seven for Alex Scott. Joe Williams, similarly to Matty James, um, gone five. I thought his, his first half, he was anonymous. The second half, he did very much get into the game, was sort of um, putting his head in and coming out with the ball a few times. But also a couple of times, a bit like the hand now against Coventry, he gave the ball away in really dangerous positions by turning back into a challenge. Um, so yes, yeah, so I've gone. I've gone five for Joe. I would go six personally for Joe Williams. I know second half he was probably a seven, and first half probably a five. So that was my my justification. But uh, Eve can give the, the, <laughs> the, the judging judging vote. What's it called? <laughs> Cast, casting vote. That's the one. Deciding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I I agree that something changed in the second half, um, and he he did seem a a, um, a different player, um, and he and he did like he he well when he was giving the ball away, playing the difficult passes, he seemed to have like two or three players on him, yeah. but then it seemed like all our players I don't know how how but all our players seemed to have two players coming on him, um, so yeah. Um, I'd, I'd probably, I'd go six, I think. Oh, you're too generous, you two. Uh. Um, okay, then, so Sam Sam Bell's a difficult one. Very um, difficult one. Because he, he gets hooked at halftime. Um, there's no doubt that he had a couple of creative moments, but did get caught out. Um, he was exposed. He didn't get much support. So it, it's it's a five is an absolute minimum. Um, I know there will be a lot of people probably saying it should be a four. I think that's probably too harsh based on the fact you've got a striker playing out of position. You know, you're not judging a, a guy for where he should be being judged, really. So, yeah, um, I'll go five on, on that basis. Yeah, I feel that. And then a, a very much like the Forest sort of last week, I think there was a lot of huffing and puffing from Vyman, Martin and Semenyo, but not really with anything um none of the three forced the keeper into making a decent save um martin you know won a lot of headers and worked hard so menu ran around you know a fair bit as did vyman but that is kind of what i expect and they didn't do more than that did they do less than that i don't i don't know that yesterday's performance warranted five or six players getting six and above um, do you know what wound me up a little bit i just yesterday? don't think we were um, at the races 
both Vyman and Martin and some of the other senior players constantly having a go at the fourth official. What what is he going to do? Yeah. How, what change is that going to make? What was the, the... The game was actually still going on at What happened point. with... What happened with the bit where Vyman literally ran almost like he was going in the dugout? Yeah. And you're thinking, well, the fourth official has got absolutely... He's, he's not making any decisions here. Now, whether that's because actually the fourth official does get involved and speak to the ref through through mics or whatever, I don't know. But, I yeah, I, I completely agree. There was one moment with Andy Vyman. He absolutely lost the plot. Um, he should have been having a go at the linesman or the assistant referee or assistant to the referee on the left-hand side who for 70 minutes, didn't seem to know where his flag was. And then after that, seemed to flag absolutely everything. Mm. Um, the first half, there were a number of times that Birmingham seemed to be clearly offside and he, he waved play on. But no, I agree. I think, I think especially Andy Vyman yesterday, um, I thought he, he was a little bit... almost missed something, didn't he? I'd... I yeah. don't know if you saw was it was that um was it the handball shout I think and so yeah. Biden, oh there was yeah 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 there was yeah, and he yeah. absolutely human and, and then I'm, and I don't know if it was one. an offside or or a foul yeah. or something but I think the liner must have been watching Andy Vyman running and then he did actually miss it himself um so I, I have, I, yeah I have I don't think I've seen that before um so, yeah. but yeah, um, I, I'm I'm Andy Vyman's number one fan, but I agree. Um, oh, yeah, actually, he, he, I am as well. You know, it's yeah, it, he he is the engine that keeps the team going. Um, and yeah. was massively missed when he was out injured. But I just think if yeah. he could just focus on his game, he's not going to make any impact. If you go over and have a go at the fourth official, you just because they're not going to turn around and go, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, actually, yeah you're right. Actually, yeah, no, <laughs> pull the plate back. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like I said, the fourth official's got nothing to do with it, really. I don't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't if, get anything, so I, I, I went... if, if anything, when you do that, it's only going to make them think, "Well, you're not getting the next decision." You know, it almost well, like it almost yeah. pisses them off. <laughs> yeah, I did. I mean, there were a couple. There was one moment um, that would have been in the first half where, and again, me and Eve would have been able to see it. I don't know, Claire, you would have seen it, Patch. But there was a, a long ball that got hit over the top, and Alex Scott had covered. But as the ball comes over, he almost catches it and then it carries on through and it didn't get given. And if, if it had been given for handball, which it absolutely was, right. he could have been looking at a red card because he was the last man in Lyle Taylor was sort of through. But yeah, I mean, the, the standard oh, yes, of officiating. I remember that. I remember that, yeah. yeah. Standard of officiating isn't great. But yeah, so I, I went three fives for, for the front three. Yeah. Um, and then Nigel Pearson is it, funny. I mean, there were a few in our WhatsApp group saying, you know, can't wait for, for the ratings in. It's got to be a minus figure for him. And um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just like that. And I'm doing an up and down wavy motion for those that are uh, listening um, with Nigel Pearson. There's moments where I absolutely think we're getting it right. And yes, give him the summer. Yes. We'll turn things around. Um, and then there's moments when I look at it and think tactically, you got it so wrong yesterday what does it do when you keep coming out after games saying that players can't be consistent? We are where we are. We know what we've got to do in the summer. It doesn't drive you on to want to be doing your best if you're thinking that the manager doesn't trust you. Or if you'd have come out yesterday you're after going the to be game at the door. and say, yeah, I got that wrong. Sam Bell shouldn't have been at right yeah. back. Then I think, you know, yeah. Yeah. that would have been a different story. The fact that you say yeah, he said and, he'd, he'd play him there again next week is a bit worrying, really. Exactly. And, and like I said, he, he he called out players and said he wasn't given the protection, which is true. But 
he was the one that, or well, him and his coaching team, but him, I guess, was the one that made that decision to play Sam there. And it was wrong. Um, and if he does do it again, then I think absolutely it will be just being bloody minded um, and not because it's the right thing to do. So I'm, I'm not going to go stupid and go down to um, a minus figure. If I look back this season and patch, we were, we were there at Sheffield United away, which mm. um, he got a three at, which was the lowest score he's, he's had. Uh, it's, it's definitely no more than a three. I think probably three is, yeah, just about acceptable. Um, I know there will be Mark and a few others. Nige will be saying <laughs> it's lower than that. But yeah, he got it He got it wrong. And this is maybe where that old school kind of manager doesn't necessarily admit to their mistakes in the same way. Um, I guess I the, ch- the change to, but... was made at halftime. If he would have kept with it for yeah. the whole game, it could have been could have been worse. But... Yeah. yeah, and and it's one of those, and I'll, I'll be interested to, 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 to get Eve's take on it, but I reckon he still has 75-80% of the fan base absolutely thinking that it will turn around in the summer and he'll get the players in. And I was saying to someone yesterday, the, the business we did last summer wasn't great. I don't know that I've got the confidence in our recruitment team, including him, that makes me feel that next season is going to be you know a lot better. Certainly, if we go on a run of games next season early, where we're not seeing performances and where then I don't think he's got anywhere to go. You know, he's got a bit of a free pass with it. So, but I don't know where you are on the Nigel Pearson front, Eve. Um, well, so people are saying that it's like a, a long-term appointment and it's all about building. But then, if you look back to where we were last season, it's a very similar story. Um, but if I'm thinking back to the games we watched in in lockdown, like it was dire as far as I can remember. Yeah. Like it was a chore. Um, yeah. And and you'd have to convince yourself to pay tender every week. You'd be like, oh, it'd be different. And it it, it wasn't. And it, it I, the the football just wasn't enjoyable to watch. Um, so I I think we we have come on like away since then because there is this optimism around and um we like we, we play really well like we played well against Cov, went to forest and well I, I i was optimistic i was really looking forward to that away game and then you're like oh back to square yeah. one but, but then you, you play badly and we go play blues a, a bogey side that we haven't performed well against in a very long time and, and there's this optimism you're like yep yeah, we, we can do this so it, it is strange um I, I think something is changing but then there's still an awful lot that needs to be done. So at the moment, whilst um, the, the fans are still patient and and are, um, I, I think the majority are still in his favour, which I, I'm pleased about. You, you don't yeah. want to keep recycling managers. That is, it's no, not good for any team, is it? So um, if, I think if we can stick with them till the summer, this this promised time that we're told that there will be change and then hopefully we, we will have the optimism of a new season. I think people are just waiting to get to the end of this season now, aren't they? I think, as I said, the players do as well. They know that the some of them, they're going to be booted out. So you, you're not going to be passionate. And again, I don't yeah, want to make yeah. excuses, but you've got to try and... like There is just this magic formula that can just make... We, we want to be a, a well-established good team in the championship and for the past few seasons we have been floating well like looking optimistic and then just bobbing down and and we don't yeah. want to be that team so um 
I'm in his camp um, and I, I, I really, really hope that we can do well. Um, but yeah. I, I'm, I'm trust, I, maybe I'm uh, naive, but I'm trusting the process at the moment. Fair play. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, Matt, uh, where, where do we sit now on the average for the season? And your maths? Yeah. So that's a... Yeah, a weekly 5.67 average and over the, the season 5.85 and Nigel's 5.66. Okay. So, right, I'm going to rattle yeah. through a few tweets. Thank you to everyone who sent them in. Um, so, Dr. Dean Allen, the wrong setup and an awful first half cost us today. Feel sorry for Sam Bell, who was again played out of position. He had a torrid time at fullback, an improved second half, but too little, too late. Alex Scott continues to impress. Simon uh, Simon Bruford. Sam Bell was a lamb to the slaughter today. As soon as Brum got first sight of weakness, everything went down his side. You could see his confidence washing away by the minute. He'll learn from that, though. Uh, next one is from Nigel Mitchell. Terrible first half set up at the back and astonishing the coaches did nothing about it until half time. Unfortunate for Bell, but he was isolated six, seven times in the first half out of his depth, better second half shape, but we got what we deserved. Nothing. Uh, Julian Haynes. I'm sorry, but it's time for Nigel to go. Doesn't know his best formation or team and seems mile off, miles off in motivating them. Hangs Sam Bell out to dry. Why not his buddy, Danny Simpson? Nigel Pearson is uh, a, a dinosaur and in the bottom three of my worst managers ever after 56 years. Um, Alistair Watt, wrong formation at the start, left us badly exposed, particularly Bell on the right. Again, poor goals to concede, changed formation and had uh, had a go in the second half, but didn't create enough clear openings. Quite a quite a mixture there, Matt, and um, yeah, some strong strong views. I think, yeah. Really, what I kind of expect. I mean, I guess it's it's like anything in it. When when things are bad, people will listen to podcasts more and um, vent a little bit more. But he he did get it wrong. He did get it wrong, and and it's a real shame, I think, because we we love it so much and we wait all summer for it that we're now wishing for the season to end. Um, and it was the same last season, wasn't it? So for for different reasons. Um, I just so, hope yeah, it doesn't, I I hope it doesn't I peter know. out now like it did last each season with them literally just sort of turning up. They're all sort of playing for positions, yeah. playing for being in the thoughts next season. I'm, I'm pretty sure Nigel Pearson will be will be there next season. I, um, I still think we need... I mean, what have we played now without checking anything on? 36, is it? Is it 36? So we've got 10 games left to go, if that's the case. And I think Derby are... 16 points off of us. Yeah, we got 36, Derby on 24, so 16, 16 points. Yeah. Is that the same number of games as well, Patch? Derby have played 36, yeah. Played. Yeah, yeah Barnsley yeah. on 30. So... Barnsley, Barnsley and Peterborough, they've got two games in hand on 23 and 21. So, right. And we played Barnsley yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah, coming times. up as well, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's a, a game, game I miss, thankfully. But and, and so, interesting, yeah. I think there's only, there's only been, a, I think, what, 60-odd tickets sold for that one? Yeah, I think 93 last time I heard. Um, Was that, yeah. You're off now, Matt, for a few weeks uh, in the United States am, of America. Yeah. So uh, we're going to try am. our best 
to um to keep this yep. keep this going. I have I'm no sure. idea where I will be in terms of timelines and or time zones yeah. and um when the games are on, but I'm I'm absolutely gonna try and watch it on Robin's TV and yeah, yeah. obviously do the pod. Yeah. Um at whatever stage. But yeah, and me my brother in law's gonna house sit for me, which is very nice. So yeah. Excellent. Right. Good. Lovely stuff. Thank you very much, Eve. Uh, great job and continue the the uh, her game two movement. And hopefully next time we speak, you'll be um over halfway through the 92 football league club. So um yeah, congratulations on that. Amazing work, Eve. Thank you. And thank you for having me. I've enjoyed no, it. Pleasure. Thank Absolutely. you very much. Right, we'll be back soon. Take care, everyone. Don't forget to Take care. follow us on Twitter at 3PIAPC. Um, and as I say, we'll be back soon. Take care, everyone. Take care. Bye-bye. On Bristol City, on Bristol City, on Bristol City, way up the lead. You nearly blew it, we know you've been through it. But you can do it, give us the gold. There'll always be a Bristol And City is the team To get into the first again Will always be our dream We're proud of Bristol City They play in wind and rain To hear the crowd or shout aloud The city scores again My eyes have seen the glory of the goals a city score And we want to see them score in just a half a dozen more When the ball goes in the net, me boys, you'll want to hear us roar Our team goes marching on Glory, glory, Bristol City Glory, glory, Bristol City Glory, glory, Bristol City Our team goes marching on Bristol City, our team goes marching on.